0: Hi, I'm Wadid Chamas of Faith Connection, the brand that is pioneering open design platforms for creators. I'm on the edge of NFT, a podcast that brings guests like me that are determined to empower creators through the power of the blockchain. Stay tuned.
1: Hey there, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode and find out how a finance rock star has become one of today's most disruptive players in fashion and blockchain.
2: Why putting transparency and community first matters to today's guest above all.
1: And discover the largest giveaway
3: offered on our show ever. All this and more on today's episode. Enjoy. And remember, NFTLA is coming March 28th to the 31st. It will be an unforgettable experience featuring the creme de la creme in the NFT space. Head on over to nftla.live to get your tickets as early as possible for best pricing. And if you or someone you know wants to partner with us to co-create this special, unforgettable experience, there are still opportunities to get involved, but they're also going fast, so please reach out to us at contact at edgeofnft.com. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger.
1: Today's sponsored spotlight episode features Wahid P. Chamas, chairman of Faith Tribe and owner and steward of the Faith Connection brand. Wahid has worked in finance for 27 years, including meaningful contributions at Goldman Sachs and Janice Henderson. He currently owns his own private equity firm, but here today we're talking about Faith Connection, which launched to critical acclaim and gained prominence under the artistic direction of Faith Tribe in 2015 and quickly became one of the leading and trendiest luxury streetwear brands. It has been regularly worn by influential celebrities like Kanye West, Beyonce, and Rihanna. Faith Connection is working with a top-tier software development firm based in the U.S. with experience in crypto and blockchain to design and develop the digital creative platform Faith Tribe. The Faith Tribe platform embodies Faith Connection's culture of collaboration and community. An online marketplace and open source platform that gives buyers easy access to production scale customization and establishes a direct channel of communication with FC-approved creators including designers and artists. Waheed, it's a pleasure to have you here. We're really excited. So am I. Thank you for having me.
3: Amazing to have you in the boat here with us for a few minutes. Wow, crazy background, like coming from a world of banking and finance and then landing in the fashion world and now the world of NFTs. Like, we're so curious. Like, tell us about that journey and how, you know, Faith Connection came to be.
0: As you noted, I did spend pretty much my whole life in finance. And I would say about five years ago, I started my own private equity firm. And we own 37 different companies, but a third of them are in fashion and fashion tech. And Faith Connection is a brand I've been a part of for a while. And really, it's interesting because the question is, how did I not how did I get into fashion, but how did I get on the blockchain? It's funny because I've done so much research recently and all the projects that you, you learn about are really great innovative ideas that came out of entrepreneurs, et cetera. This is different. This is a 21-year-old company, Faith Connect, one of my favorites, that is now adopting the blockchain as literally a solution for its growth. And it all happened during corona when you know, we were thinking about many different options of fundraising, et cetera. And really it was a bunch of blockchain luminaries that says, you know what? You have something very, very unique that ought to be tokenized. That's what led us to today. and We can't wait to talk about it.
1: Very cool. Yeah. And, and you know, we we're discussing a little bit of sort of logistics and sort of the business side of things and getting into things. But can you tell us a little bit more about Faith Tribe and, and Faith Connection and sort of the ethos and, and what's going on there? Since its inception,
0: like literally 21 years ago. So you mentioned in your intro that we had a very big bout of success. Our star designers, you know, literally built Balman, Paco Rabanne. And and really created this unreal brand that brought sort of communities together and art together and really sort of celebrated independence, avant-gardism. You know, those are just words. What exactly is faith? 21 years ago, we innovated something called literally open source fashion. How do I explain that? So think of Chanel. Think of Prada. Think of Louis Vuitton. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? You think luxury. You think exclusivity. What we wanted to do is create luxury, high-end, but create inclusivity. We're pretty much the only high-end brand that allows independent designers and artists to contribute to our fashion, to be able to customize and individualize. So think that that was happening for 21 years, but yet it wasn't until last sort of May and April. Finally, we were at the right place at the right time. Why? Because you had that huge boom in NFTs. Do you remember that? That's like literally a year old. It feels like years ago, but it's literally a year ago. And that's when people were doing digital art and individualization, et cetera. And that's when our brand blew up because people said, wow, this is crazy. You've got a luxury brand with celebrities and you have dozens and dozens of independent designers and artists all over the world. Well, how about we scale this to thousands? And we're not going to be able to scale this to thousands without the blockchain. And so right place at the right time, the right business model, the right history, the right moment in time. And frankly, the blockchain was a savior for us because it brought us capital in a time where, frankly, I'm, I'm bitter because I own a lot of companies and, and Corona really separated the haves and have nots. So people say, hey, the Fed's bailed out a lot of companies, helped a lot of companies. Guess what? They helped a lot of big companies. You know, Apple was able to borrow at minus 50 basis. It's ridiculous, right? And a lot of these small, very successful global companies, brands, etc., didn't really get the help necessary. And yet the blockchain was there for it. We're different. We're not a new idea. We're a very established company coming to you folks to grow.
2: I think what's so interesting about that, is I can relate a lot of it to Jeff and my background in food tech and having sort of worked with this decentralized network of chefs and how unique of a concept that was at the time. And then sort of going into fashion ourselves and trying to sort of co-brand with independent artists. And, and there isn't a formula for it. So you guys really broke new ground in a major way and, and created so many opportunities for independent artists fashion designers that are normally sort of hidden behind the curtain, right? In the dressing room, so to speak.
0: Yeah. But let me not give myself too much credit. It helps to have been doing it for 21 years. Can't emphasize this enough because I see so many great projects out there, especially in the NFT space saying, Hey, you know, we want to do this. We want to democratize this. We want to democratize that. But democratizing fashion has been in our blood literally for decades. Okay. So the blockchain and having, this presence now is just allowing us to scale it, but it does help to have that background and that credibility because people, especially in a bear market like today, I'm very excited about the bear market because the bear market is going to really separate the folks that have the staying power, et cetera, from the folks that are just sort of get an idea, let me get a token out there, let me boost this thing. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. It was fun along the way. This is different. We're beholden to our investors. We're beholden to our company that is decades old. We're beholden now to all our independent artists and designers that we've worked with for years. Yes, we're going to onboard new ones, but this community is something we've spent a long time building. It's not going to be sacrificed.
2: Let's get into some details here. You've got this FTRB token, right? What role does that play in the faith connection ecosystem? I want you to think that everything
0: we're presenting in Faith Tribe. So what is Faith Tribe? So Faith Connection always had a tribe. We always used to call the people the cool ones because what is Faith Connection? It's streetwear. it's art. It's the kind of clothes that you'd wear in Hot couture all the way to Burning Man, okay? It's not pretentious. It's literally art on clothes. What symbolizes the kind of person that wears? It's the person that wants to be part of a tribe. It's not a person who wants to be part of a clique or a, you know, a certain pretentious cutter of, of, of fashion. It's someone who wants to be elegant, chic, but part of a tribe, right? Something that means something. So that's always been part of our ethics. And so when we said, how are we going to create this community for the community, for independent designers, we called it Faith Tribe. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, he? everything you're doing, design studio, et cetera, can't you just do it with cash? The answer is yes, but number one, it's not cool. Number two, having a token that unifies everyone creates an unbelievable community. And then more importantly, if I'm getting someone, in, I don't know, rural place in Latin America or, or rural place not you know, in, in Vietnam, et cetera, having someone to be able to buy the token or use the token, we can talk a little bit about that, and get access literally to day one, a design studio where they can create their own design. Then they go to the next step, mint their own physical and digital NFT, and then go to the next step. Say, hey, I'd like to manufacture this physically, source tweed and leather, et cetera, and manufacture in Italy and Portugal, and then finally use our marketing prowess and our influencers, and then finally sell on a global e-commerce marketplace, some place like Farfetch, instance. All that is something that we're now bringing to the table. And it's so exciting for us because you couldn't do that in the past, okay? The model was you'd send a resume, you may get a job somewhere, okay? And then maybe five, 10 years later, someone will give you an opportunity to design something of your own. Here, there's no more excuses. We're allowing entrepreneurs a chance to get fully scaled up as if they were part of a very big company with resources, et cetera, and be able to literally create either a sub brand on their faith connection. Of course, we'd have to opine on that or their own brand. And that's what faith tribe is. That's what we're building. We're democratizing fashion. And a lot of people say, you know, that's really dumb way. Do you realize that you're going to cannibalize your own brand? We don't care. That's what faith is. So we know that maybe Prada or Chanel or whatever would never do that. We want to do that. If we can find mushrooming new brands and artists and hidden gems that's part of the coolness of it. That's what we're trying to do. It's real life stuff. Obviously, the metaverse is huge and everyone can participate in the metaverse to us, but we really believe in the combo. And yeah, I can't wait to talk more about it.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you mentioned the design side of the house and independent creators coming in and creating this collaboration. Could you tell us a little more about that? Like the designer studio side of things and how that plays into the NFT marketplace and other kind of
0: features of this project? I'm going to answer in two parts. One, I'm going to talk about the evolution of technology. And then second, I'm going to talk about FTRB. All right. The currency and why and what and and the fact that no one can use all these tools unless you're part of the Faith Tribe. And the currency of the Faith Tribe is our token and it has full utility. But let me go to the first thing. Jeff, have you recently built a house? I don't know, or know someone who built a house, whatever, right? You have you have an architect, correct? Yeah. Okay. Right. So 10 years ago, or maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, your architect, you would make changes and your architect would come with a design and change things on a piece of paper. And then you'd give feedback and they'd come back after one week, etc. That's changed. Today, you can build a house literally, not just on the metaverse, but building a house today is literally virtual. You use all the software to make all your changes, your architect in an instant, can show you how the room will look like. And then ergo, it goes to the quantity of and you build a house. It's fast. And it's the same thing happened in fashion. It's amazing. So today, we have a fully integrated system that we use today, where you create your own fashion design. Funny enough, people are talking about avatars. We actually, in the terrestrial fashion world, use avatars <laughs> because we used to use mannequins. We used to use what we call in French a toilet. We used to do all that. We do that, but it's far more efficient to create it virtually and see what it looks like and size it, et cetera. And then that model literally goes straight to the factory and we can actually create from that. You know, not only did we have the right idea, but technology came at the right place at the right time where you could literally go do your design studio, create the avatar, dress it. That data goes straight to the manufacturer. We can create it for you because we have the factories and everything. That's a great thing about faith connection, right? the history, the presence. And then you could pop that straight into the metaverse. You know, can't wait to talk more about that. That's a different discussion. But I believe the real brands that are going to succeed in the metaverse are the ones that can do the digital twins. You know, it exists in the metaverse, but it exists physically. And so I don't know if I answered your question about the design studio, but technology has picked up and we have access to all this and we've asked. So I've put together the greatest partnerships, right? Many of these companies, my private equity firm has an ownership them. It. So it's not like, remember I mentioned we have a lot of fashion companies and fashion tech companies. This vertically integrated ecosystem is very cool. And a lot of people say, well, hey, do you have competitors? Funny enough, I have two t- types of competitors. I have the real world competitors, the terrestrial world, the fashion brands that you know. They're doing their own NFTs, but they're definitely not doing open source design. Then somebody said, well, do you have any open source... Fashion competitors. I said, yes, but they're all digital. No one is doing open source fashion, both digital and physical. And that's what's really, really cool. So I have tons of competitors where you go when you design your own clothes digitally. But not one of them, that at least I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, is fully integrated with factories, resource procurement, et cetera. So for me, we
2: want to empower
0: the artist from
2: soup to nuts. You're doing this as a DAO. Which is like incredible, right? And this token is the way that people transact on this clothing, either digital or physical. I mean, it's a fully integrated solution from from what I can tell.
0: Yeah, well, I gave you five utilities, but there's three others that I didn't mention that make it truly unique. The five utilities I mentioned is you use a design studio, you mint physical and digital NFTs and NFCs, which, by the way, we use in the fashion industry now to fight counterfeit. We're all doing it. We have the tag, it's digital, you scan it, et cetera. A great company called Legitimate is a leader in that, partners of ours. Then we, you know, we market, and then we on-demand manufacture, and then we sell. But there's three other things that make the DAO unique, leveraging what your question is, I think. Because number one, ultimately, you could use our token to buy clothing from Faith Tribe and Faith Connection. That token gets burned, so circulation supply goes down. So over time, I really want to make this a big deal because I don't want the token to just spread in a circular fashion as a payment token. No, ultimately, it has to reach a dead end, which is we are creating value, a designer is creating clothes, and it ends up in your closet or on the metaverse. And that token ultimately gets burned. And then the second thing is, if I'm really about empowering artists and fashion designers, and I mentioned, I don't know, any country you could imagine, Many of them don't have the money to buy the token in order to use the tools to then make money. And so investors who buy FTRB can stake it. And that staking is used in order to lend to the artist. So the artist doesn't even need money to get started. And the investor, I look at some of these projects, Jeff and team, and it's weird. It's like you do staking. And then the staking is the project giving you coins later. It's like a Ponzi scheme. And it's like, what the hell? And then you see all these yields with us. The staking is going to be in order to literally lend to an artist. And I have a dirty secret, which is that the fashion industry has 60%, 70% gross margins. It's a highly, highly profitable business. So the startup capital to back a designer and an artist can really create a lot of value for everyone. And then finally, the FTRB, that community is going to be used for clearances and all this Every savvy fashion lover loves clearances. But the name of the game in clearances is you want to be the first because clearances suck when you get into the old inventory. You always want to be the first one right after a season to get the best. So we're really creating this community to be able to have fun with it, to have fun with our product and the utility of the whole thing. And investors are going to be able to make a ton of money because they're going to be able to lend people to really make it in the industry in the business of fashion.
1: Just to get in a little bit of the specifics there, if somebody's staking their token, do they develop a direct connection with a creator in some way? Or, you know, like, can that be, is that something that you plan to happen or could happen? Or is it sort of anonymous? Just curious.
0: Ethan, wow. You guys are all, you're amazing. Everyone, so in the last two weeks, Ethan, I'm getting that question. That's crazy. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I've not done that yet. We haven't done that yet. Right now, the idea is there's a staking pool and then we manage the pool. But I've gotten a lot of questions. Hey, can't we do peer-to-peer matching? It's exciting. The whole notion of doing peer-to-peer matching, kind of like crowdsource funding, et cetera, where the governance of the whole ecosystem picks a designer and the investor can better than the designer. I think we can go there one day. Um, Mm. Let me answer the question a little bit differently, Ethan, okay? I've noticed a lot of projects and I'm new to this. I'm new to your world. I've been doing fashion for a long time and investing for a long time, but I'm new to the blockchain. They go after esoteric, not esoteric, but specific, unique problems. And they solve them. Let me tell you why I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of spending too many resources of just doing what you said. Although I, every, people have been telling me about it and maybe we, we do it. Maybe you can recommend someone to hire to to do that peer-to-peer matching. The fashion industry is $3 trillion, gentlemen. $3 trillion. That doesn't even include the metaverse, which people estimate could be hundred billion all the way to a trillion. Crazy. Independent designers and fashion artists, that's four $400 fifty. 450. Those people are under-resourced, don't have scale, don't have access. If we took 1% share of that, that's four, four and a half billion. Why am I saying this, Ethan? Is because. Peer-to-peer matching and staking and all this is very, very exciting. But FTRB is basically, is basically hunting elephants. I, maybe I shouldn't say that's not politically correct. I apologize. But basically, it's going after the big behemoth when no one going after them. And I really want to solve the big, big problem because the big, big problem will create economic value for all our stakeholders but the whole idea of peer to peer matching is so revolutionary and creating an open sea like system for fashion where in- investors can pick and choose who to back and that whole nft marketplace evolves i think ultimately we're going to go there but we have so much low hanging fruit to pick and i owe it to all our stakeholders to pick that fruit quickly
1: sure sure you go ahead that's fine don't <laughs> we'll try to put you on the wrong on the wrong path A lot of uh, listeners of ours are excited about working on ideas and projects like the things that you're putting forth as possibilities. Can you give us any about how you handle some of this nitty gritty of setting this stuff, tackling tokenomics, deciding on a blockchain, uh, and forming kind of partnerships that would make this work? Ethan, I'm going to
0: answer that question with a lot of humility. I have been slapped in the face so hard in the last three months because... You know, we boast about having a 21-year track record, having a huge balance sheet, having a presence in the marketplace, relationships with the finest fashion tech companies. Many of them are going to be unicorns. Some are multi-billion dollar companies like the marketplaces. And yet you come into this world and it's very different. I'm lucky that we have three PR firms, two of them in the blockchain, uh, Luna PR and IBC. And we have backers by NFT Tech. And they taught me a lot about tokenomics, et cetera. But I'm going to tell you the truth, Ethan. Well, let me give you the good news first. The tokenomics have become extremely typical. It's a very tight float. It's very closely guarded. People like the limited supply. We have 5 billion tokens, but we're floating a very small amount, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I belong to a different part of the world where I'm talking to you about the 3 trillion and going after 400 billion and trying to get any share of that, and you, you create a multi-billion dollar enterprise and you create real economic value. And I find that the people so focused on tokenomics and all this are so focused on the near term. And then they say, you got to get X VC firm on your roster. So I have amazing private equity backers, guys with 10, 15, 20 years of track record, huge AUMs. And yet people say, yeah, yeah, but that doesn't count. You need the crypto guy. You need the person that knows that name, and then you ask, well, how long has that name been in business? A year, two years. What's the track record? Whatever. If they invest, how long will they last? One year. I'm struggling with that, Ethan. The good news is I've figured it out with my partners. So when we IDO and IEO, so we're going to do an IEO very soon, we have very traditional metrics, very traditional tokenomics, very traditional blockchain. The tokenomics that I care about of long-term value creation is that 75% of our tokens is going to the community. Very little is going to management and treasury. Why? Because we're an established company with a great balance sheet and shareholders, et cetera. We don't need that. So the good news is I always, from the start, distributed most of the tokens to empower artists, designers, the community, to build their e-commerce marketplace. But the distribution at the beginning and how you manage VCs and seed rounds and all this, I had to learn. That's what I meant that I was slapped quite a bit. Because it's very different to the traditional world. But we come in with humility. I'm honored to be part of this community. They've taught me a lot. There is a way it's done in crypto that is very different in the real world. But I have one promise for you, Ethan. Because I'm going to bring something to the crypto world that maybe people take for granted. Is I've been around in finance for 27 years, and I've seen many bear markets. My hero... Not that he knows me, of course he doesn't know me, is Warren Buffett, the Charlie Mungers of the world. And I believe in toll booths. And I believe in creating companies that are free cash flow, small turtles that create value every day, every day, every day, every day, every, day, every month, every year. I promise to everyone who's gonna be part of Fay that we're gonna be creating value in the business of fashion every single day. And so while I am new to the blockchain, new to the crypto. I'm onboarding all the best experts in crypto to teach me how it's done in crypto, to teach me the short-termism, to teach me momentum, to teach me all these things. I have something else that I'm going to offer you from the other part of the world, which is I'm going to give you defensiveness, free cash flow, deflationary supply, because ultimately all the tokens will one day be transformed into the business of fashion with real clothes in your closets. And everyone will make money in the long term. That's what I'm going to bring to. So maybe our both worlds will merge. Sorry for the long-winded answer. No, that's maybe great. some actual business experience. That's awesome, man.
1: <laughs> 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 no, it is. Yeah, it is, it is, you know, exciting to hear about. And I think one thing, you have a really great balance of being willing to experiment, right? Being willing to do interesting and new things and, and you know, have some sort of crazy vision, but you know if it just might work kind of mentality but at the same time have this type of thinking and of course we do see this over and over again when, yeah, when yeah. people are investing in crypto projects it's like okay so how many day, how many hours before i have a return on this you know people can it, be very short term in the way that they're thinking yeah, no, yeah I think and, they
0: want, and they want it yeah and they want it prime to succeed very short term and if it's not gonna pop don't worry, I'm doing everything it takes to give the crypto community what they want. Hopefully we'll do it very well. But I also care about the long-term. And we have a real company here, a real business. The blockchain, you asked me, sorry, Ethan, I I may have not. I started off by saying, guys, we have a phenomenal project, phenomenal people. Keep it simple. What is the most ubiquitous blockchain? Ethereum. So we built it on Ethereum. Then I got all these experts saying, hey, that sucks. It's expensive. And Now we adopted Polygon. Then I've got other people saying, no, you got to do Solana, you got to do this. Look, we're open for business. But for me, the blockchain is one thing. It's important. But damn it, the project is huge. The opportunity is huge. And the designers and artists who we're going to empower for the first time, we're going to put them in the business of fashion, don't even know. They don't even know Ethereum and Polygon. They just want to go in the ecosystem. How do I get my product produced? How do I get leather? How do I get tweed? How do I get into the whole metaverse? Because they're very intimidated by it because that's all they hear about. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to democratize fashion. Blockchain and all this stuff, I know we have it great, but that's not the needle mover for us.
2: It's such a timely conversation with NFTLA just on the horizon in you know, that event is all about co-creating the space and intersecting traditional business and NFTs and, and Web3. And I don't think this type of vision would have been possible before now. It's really this convergence of everything that you've done in your career with what's now available in this Web3 environment that gives you the tools to do something really incredible. And for me, the future of digital fashion, physical fashion seems really, really bright. I'd like to sort of fast forward a little bit. You launched this project. Um, a lot of independent designers have a, a new way of creating value in their lives. It, it could change a lot of lives. Where does it go from there? What's your vision of the future of fashion, both in IRL and uh, URL?
0: So I have a, remember I told you, I believe, you know, my heroes, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, et cetera. Okay, so I really believe I'm a skeptic. I'm a value investor. We look at my equity. We have a lot of real estate and all this. I don't like fads. And I'm not accusing I don't know what's a fad and what's real. I I really have no idea. I plead the fifth. I probably thought Bitcoin and Ethereum seven years ago was a fad. Clearly not. Clearly creating a lot of value around the world. So we don't know. But I do know something, which is that um, it takes a long time to create a brand. It takes a long time to create trust. Trust me, gents, it takes a long time. And I see projects, you're asking me the URL and what have you. I see a lot of projects able to launch in 24 hours, 48 hours, and they create buzz and all this, but they have no sustainability. Because someone might like a shoe or something on the metaverse, but trust me, it gets old. It really does. What are we doing? Hopefully, it's not, actually, it's new confirmed. So we're doing first week of March. Hope to participate in this universe in Puerto Rico. Very proud to be part of that. Second is Paris Fashion Week. And then the twin. The twin designs are going on meta Paris Fashion Week. Hopefully Hopefully the central if we get around that. Great guys there. Doing wonderful things of, of merging both of our worlds. Maybe we throw a party after. So where am I going with this? I believe, and I'm biased, that the sustainability of all the things that we're creating in Web3 plus the real world, people want familiarity. They, they will get bored of an NFT on their phone. I mean, how many times are you going to flash that phone image? Okay, you own that NFT, but Now wear it on a jacket. Take it to a nightclub. Put it on a hoodie. Live it. Have that interactability in the real world and meta. I am making a bet that meta only is going to get old and the real world can get boring. And I really believe you have to have the omni. So obviously I'm talking my book because we are going to be big on the meta and big in the real world. And I truly believe that is the future. And of course, the economics are awesome because every Meta participant will onboard us for free. They'll onboard brands for free because they're doing the right thing. They want to create a real world vision in the, in the Meta. But all my competitors that are just doing digital fashion, yeah, I don't know how sustainable that is.
3: I think you need both. Well, time will tell, I think, and what you're doing, while he is amazing. Love the intersection of the real world and the virtual world coming together in, in something that is such an amazing use case. And this entire path that you're on is great. Really appreciate you sharing that with our listeners.
1: Hey there. Are you in the Edge of NFT Discord? If not, it's time to hop in. Many awesome things going on right now. One, we're giving away some really great POAP NFTs to our most engaged participants. Earn one by reaching level 6 and another by reaching level 20 by February 28th. And every Tuesday, we've got Trivia Night at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. Nerd out with your fellow NFT fans. Don't worry, trivia is general knowledge to accommodate participants of all levels. Uh, We're giving away prizes each week. Last week, we gave away over 100 bucks worth of ETH. Go to edgeofnft.com discord to get involved. Of course, when you are there, there's all sorts of other perks. Get the latest behind-the-scenes info on all of our projects, including NFTLA, Living Tree NFTs, Spirit Seed NFTs, and the podcast, and other little-known but really cool stuff. On top of all that, meet some other great community members and pass around the latest NFT intel, edgeofnft.com discord.
3: We'd like to take a step back and take a more personal approach to the next set of questions, which we call edge quick hitters. And we're really looking to get your responses in, in short, maybe single word or few word answers, but maybe there'll be a couple of spots where we go a little bit deeper. You want to dive in on these quick hitters? Go ahead. Let's go. All right, man. Let's it, let's- Here it is. All right. Question number one. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life?
0: Honestly, a chocolate bar. Well, I like chocolate. That's I'm a little chubby it. <laughs> kid. It was probably chocolate. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. Who, who nice. doesn't like chocolate, you know? Right? Dark chocolate yeah. for me. Yeah.
3: No. Back then it was, it was real milk. This is milky. Yeah. Milk, <laughs> milk chocolate for sure. Nice. Question number two. What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life?
0: Uh, that is very, very embarrassing. So I was very young. I had an elder sister who loved to spend money. I sold her a loan. I literally, I lent her. So I sold a loan,
1: I think. Oh my, so, so yeah, god! Oh, wow. Very that, embarrassed. Did you give her a good interest rate?
0: <laughs> I, yeah, it was, it was good. But that, I, <laughs> yeah, I learned finance there and, and I played Monopoly at a very young age. I, it's just, yeah, that was, that's, that was a start.
3: <laughs> the beginning. Yes. Amazing. Question number
0: three. What is the most recent thing you purchased? That's easy. I love hard assets. I love real estate. I'm a big believer in that we're going to have inflation. To so I bought a house. It's probably less interesting because it was a big purchase, but I buy quite a bit of real estate, but I bought a house finally in uh, the place I'm in right now in uh,
1: Greek island of Cyprus. So. Ah,
3: nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, and I heard question. we're all
1: invited, right? Hey, <laughs> what's always. up?
3: when's the welcome party? <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> question always. number four. What's the most recent thing you sold? I sold a sports car. I'm not going to tell you what. I like sports cars. I sold one. It's actually sad because I come originally from Lebanon, and Lebanon is going through a wretched time. You know, capital controls, increased poverty, tons of corruption, et cetera. I used to have some of my toys there, and it's just class. It's just, you don't want to have those. So I just sold a lot of that. And a lot of buyers, because a lot of people want to get their money out of the bank and buy a uh, hard asset. So yeah. Yeah. I want to live a more modest life in Lebanon, put it that way.
3: Well, question number five, what is your most prized
0: possession? Oh, that's another embarrassing one. So I love wine. I love spirits. So it's probably my 81 Rothschild. I, it's probably 1955 Louis XIII, Rémi Cointreau Cognac, Rémi Martin. Sounds special. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing is it's so prized. I never drink it. That's crazy. It's just, I got to drink
2: it at some point. So yeah. Because it it
0: ages and ages and
2: ages. Of course,
0: right? Isn't
3: that true? Not
2: something you can buy at Total Wine for sure.
3: (laughs) 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 Not at all. Amazing. Okay. Question six. If you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and
0: experience- that's currently for sale, what would it be? Something I really, really want and I've struggled to have for the longest time. It's very cheesy. It's one of those trips around the world. I really want it. One of those cruises or flights just take me okay. all around the world where I don't have to answer phone calls and companies and issues and problems. My most prized asset is time and family and, and being able to do a, just a month off Touring the whole world. Those are appealing, aren't they? When you get those like in the mail or you
3: see those advertisements, you know? Yeah, there's something special. around the world. I'm with you. Absolutely. I dig it. All right, question seven. We'll shift gears a little. If you could pass on one of your personality
0: traits to the next generation, what would it be? Transparency, work ethic, between the two. Transparency. And transparency is not just about honesty and all this. It's about, I struggle with my kids. I mean, they're they're, they're literally living in the meta. They're literally living on social media. I don't know how transparent that is. And both in real life, transparency is important. And then as a personality, just to be transparent with people, for them to really get to know you. That's important. And it's going to be very important in the future because I think a lot of people are living avatars in every possible meaning. They're living an avatar. And that makes me nervous. I love dressing avatars. I don't want to be an avatar. Question
3: number eight, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that
0: be? It's what everyone tells me to eliminate immediately, let alone the next generation. I carry emotion on your shoulders, take things personally. You know, when you're in something till the end, you want it to succeed, right? And uh, I get emotional. My token doesn't do well. I'm going to get damn emotional. I don't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think we're going to be okay
3: there, man. Yeah, absolutely. So a little easier. Question number nine. What did
0: you do just before joining us on the podcast? Not a good thing. I was talking to a VC. It's yeah, I'm in that zone. So I own a lot of companies and I have a great team, but they've given me a sabbatical to really focus on faith connection and faith drive because our name is on our legacy is on i mean we're i view this like my old school ipo we're going public we're getting stakeholders these are moms and pops independent people designers and so you have an enormous responsibility and my previous discussion was with the bc and all that and it's just we're getting knee deep in that so every phone call is that so Hmm. yeah yeah it's all the project
3: Other side of that coin, question number 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Oh, that's easy.
0: It's 1 a.m. where I am, but I'm going to bed. I'm going to go to the club. Let's (laughs) go. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. I think I'm retiring right after this. All right. Hope it doesn't come across in my voice that I'm tired.
3: You know, your passion's coming through, buddy. That's about it. We appreciate it. And we do appreciate you staying up late for us. No worries. No worries. Nice. And also, you know, running through our edge quick hitters, so that that's a wrap on those. So, yeah, lots of fun, and appreciate you sharing with us. We want to make sure that our listeners know where to follow you and projects you're working on, and
0: where should we direct them to do so? FaithConnection.com. Connection is is C O N N E X I O N, not connection. Otherwise, you get a religious cult, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Faith connection with an X faith tribe we're on instagram we're on twitter we have a handle on on telegram it's ftrb i mean we're all you know our name is everywhere meaning that we're accountable you can find me on linkedin you can find me everywhere so this is not you know I've, i've noticed a lot of people have these again avatars or things no we are known in the industry you can find us if we screw up, it's game over for us. So I like that. So that's where you find us. We have two PR firms in the blockchain, Luna PR over in Dubai, and then IBC and NFT Tech, which is an incubator fund. We have Purple PR, which we, who we worked with for decades. They do our fashion PR. So again, it's not going to be hard to find us. We're out there. I'm not going to invite everyone on your show to Paris Fashion Week, But if you're in Paris, and you come by, just try,
3: try your luck. I'd love to meet you. Say what's up. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, thanks so much. We appreciate that. And we're on the street is we do have a little giveaway that we wanted to share with folks. And what I have in my notes here is that we had 100 FTRB tokens to give away pre-IDO. And we were going to do five winners of 20 FTRB each. But I think what well, he had a
0: different idea for what he wanted to do. You want to share with us your thoughts on that? I have good news and bad news. The good news is I want to move the needle. So we're going to issue a million FTRB tokens. Okay? Vote. No. I want to move the needle. And I want real ambassadors. I want real people who understand the big thing we're trying to build. Uh, and you'll have fun along the way. Because if you're an ambassador, not only do you get the tokens, you will get to our fashion shows, be part of our tours, etc. The bad news is you guys have to choose. And we're going to do it old school, no pump and dump. This is going to be someone who's going to hold this for at least a year. How many winners you want? Three, four, five. So if you think a million tokens, that's 200,000 tokens a person. If it's five people, if the token is one day at 10 cents, that's a needle mover. It's 20 grand. If it goes to a dollar. That's 200 grand a person. So I want a needle. Mover. I want people who are going to be passionate. You have thousands of viewers I'm gonna leave it up to you gentlemen to decide who gets it, how they get it. Obviously, I'm hoping to be part of NFT, to Edge of NFT conference in LA. Maybe we announce the winners there, I don't know. I don't want it to be digital. I need to meet these people in the flesh Or you guys get to know. Let's really make an effort to marry the real world of the blockchain because it's cool that way
2: and- uh, Yeah, my, my, my Adlis, brain is- Adlis is a lot of work for you. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 we've got
3: the wheels turning, that's for sure. And uh, wow, to go from a hundred to a million, uh, couldn't be more uh, gracious for that amazing offer. And we're going to have something really special cooked up. So listeners, keep an eye out on our socials for the details there. Do not miss out on this massive high value giveaway that's going to be super, super exciting, I think for everybody. So keep an eye out for that. Thank you again, Wahid. Really, really oh,
1: great. Anytime. It. it was great.
3: Yeah. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. And remember, we've always invited our listeners to co-create and build with us at edge of nft we're unlocking a whole new way to connect and collaborate with us through our own nft drops spirit seeds leading to living tree nfts which will light the way to our event nftla a -a one-of-a-kind immersive and unforgettable experience at la live in los angeles march 28th to the 31st check it out at nftla.live and move quick on early bird tickets as they are selling fast Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. This episode was brought to you by today's guest and sponsor. The creators of Edge of NFT will be compensated to support the production costs associated with the program. We are very selective when deciding who to have on these shows, but we are learning as we go, just like you. The views expressed are for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and are not intended to serve as an endorsement or investment advice. You are urged to do your own research as well as consult a reputable financial advisor before making any investment or purchase decision.